Hello, hello. My name is Carla. Restoring Healthy Mindsets is my thing. And today we have a returning guest. She is the queen of the Pretty Girls movement. And you guys might have seen her on TikTok. She just glows and is captivating by the camera. And I'm super excited to bring her back. So you guys, um, let's go ahead and welcome Allie. Hi, Allie. How are you doing? Hi, everyone. Hi, Carla. I'm so excited to be back. Thank you for the lovely introduction. Of course. And today I'm super excited because we're going to talk about what we mentioned last time. So we're going to talk about friendships, boundaries, and most importantly, discernment. So I thought that you would be a per- the perfect person to bring over again because you're a social butterfly. You just, I feel like you <laughs> don't want to get along with people and you're very magnetic and very bubbly and free-spirited and you transmit that energy through the camera so I can't imagine how magnetic you're you'd be in person so I'm super excited to talk today (laughs) wow thank you so much yeah I'm so excited too now let's go ahead and get right into it with the questions Ooh, so (laughs) let's go super excited you have no idea so I know we previously um, had you on, on my podcast, so before we get deep, let's go ahead and get into the nice and fluffy stuff. Do you consider yourself a good friend? Wow, we're going deep, okay? We're <laughs> that that was like a light question. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Um, do I consider myself a good friend? Yes, I consider myself a good friend. Um, like we've mentioned, like we've talked about this before, but I consider myself the advice friend. I feel like I'm there. I'm there either if you need to listen or if you need me to respond and give you back advice. Um, I think I try my best to be non-judgmental as well. Like I try to put myself in that person's shoes, in that friend's shoes, I should say. Um, But as far as being a good friend, I think if you just put your stamp of approval and say, yeah, I'm the best friend ever, you never have room to improve. Mm -hmm. You never have that space to just be like, okay, maybe I can do a little bit better in listening, or maybe I can do a little bit better in the being there, or maybe being a little bit more supportive. Like, you have to kind of look at yourself from an outside view to actually kind of like give yourself that um, that feedback. I completely agree. And it goes hand in hand with being accountable. And I, I mentioned this in a previous video, how you do one thing is how you do everything. So mm. how you do, how you handle your friendships is also how you handle your romantic relationships, professional relationships, so on and so forth. So I completely agree with you on that. Even if you consider yourself a good, to be a good friend, it's always okay for there to be room for improvement and be accountable with yourself because you have to sometimes be your, your number one critic because you're also yeah. your supporter. So you want to be able to be open-minded and I, and I completely agree with you on in, in that regard. And um, continuing on with the question, do you have any, since you do consider yourself a good friend and you have this accountable, you know, mindset, do you, con- do you have any, I guess, like friend horror stories of like, I don't know, anything that you feel comfortable sharing with us that you think the listeners can relate to? Yeah, I mean, I think friendship heartbreak can hurt equally or sometimes even more than a heartbreak from a guy or from like a love interest. And a lot of people underestimate friendship heartbreak. So I've had my share of friendship heartbreak. And I think it comes more from like high school and middle school. I think one thing, like just one specific story that really hurt me the most, I was best friends with this girl and we planned, this was, I would say I was like 14 years old. Mm -hmm. We planned to um, go see a movie, this new movie that was coming out, whatever, it was all the rage, everybody wanted to see it. It was really hard to get tickets for. So I asked my parents, of course, like I begged them, like, can you guys drive? 
drive me? Can you guys get the tickets? You know, the whole thing. My parents always loved when I went out with my friends because I was homeschooled. Uh huh. So they were, yeah, so they were totally fine with that. They're like, of course, whatever. Um, let's get this girl out of the house, you know, type of thing. Yeah. <laughs> so um, bought the tickets, whatever. And from two people that I thought were my best friends, especially this one girl, the other girl was kind of like just joining the group. Mm-hmm. Um, but I invited these two girls to see the movie with me and I was completely stood up. I was stood up. Oh, no. They confirmed with me everything and I was heartbroken I was so so sad and that was kind of like of course like I ended up forgiving them I mean I shouldn't say of course but I I did that anyway because I loved them as friendships especially as friends especially that one girl mm-hmm. um which you know in hindsight you know hindsight's 2020 so I would have approached that completely different but I was 14 I didn't really know much um so yeah my aunt, parents ended up coming and watching with me I had a great time but I was so heartbroken that they would just do something like that to me and when I confronted them about it um they kind of acted like it was nothing they're like oh whatever it turns out they like um teamed up to do that that's so messed up and I was shattered so ever since then I've looked at friendships differently of course I have like a whole ton of stories but um that was one that was very distinct in my childhood yeah no I agree I think we all have that and I completely agree with you friendship heartbreaks are the worst I think I'm Mm -hmm. we spoke but I had to cut off one of my closest friends a couple years maybe like two three years ago yeah it hurt so bad I miss her till this day and I and I wish her the best but it's just sometimes you have it's awful it's an awful feeling and I think similar to you I experienced this almost not the same thing but almost the same thing for me it was like but you know what I think it's my fault now that I know how I show love and how I can be mm-hmm. much of a leader I am. I'm like, yeah, but you're also very intense. So it's all, it was also you, but to, <laughs> to not make the story like long for me, it was same thing, similar thing, but um, I, I planned a little mini surprise like cake for one of my good friends in high school. And it was cool because there was only specific. So this professor would only let specific people in, in the mornings. Cause we would always show up like super early in the morning and I mm-hmm. had, like a mini cake for her and like balloons. And it was like the cutest thing ever. And I went for, you know, for her birthday. And um, I remember that same day they um, all her and her, you know, the friend that I did that to had like a birthday dinner and mm-hmm. I did. I wasn't invited to that birthday dinner and they posted it on social media. And I think that that hurt me. But later on, when I confronted her about it, she was like, she, she just didn't really know what to say. I was just like, that's, you know, messed up. I planned a, you know, like a mini get together for you to surprise you. And I went all out and it just like, if you were going to have this dinner, why did you tag me? in like the conversation like that's that's not wow you know so I think yeah from there I like had my distance um but also like no one asked she didn't ask me to do that for her but at the same time it's like it just hurts like it hurts because I thought we were really good friends but that right told me that we were not so yeah (laughs) I always hurt um Anyways, apart from that, that got so sad real quick. I'm telling you, friendship, <laughs> friendships that break your heart hurt so bad. It's like an understatement to say it like that. You you don't, I guess you don't know until you experience it and it just, it hurts. Um, so continuing on with our conversation, what do you think about having a huge group of friends? Do you think that you have like a huge group of friends? Or are you selective with your friends? 
So me, I have two opinions and like two sides of the story when it comes to this. I, on one hand, think huge group of friends are so fun. Mm -hmm. You guys can plan trips. You guys can do fun things together. Sometimes it's like a cute mix of like guys and girls and some of you are dating and some of you aren't. And like, it's just this huge dynamic that's so beautiful at times. But if there are some people in the group that are apprehensive towards you or don't really have like a totally real vibe, I feel like that's when the trouble kind of starts. And I think for me in general, I'm very selective with the people that I allow in my life. I can count on my hand how many friends I have and they know exactly who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, and those are my girls and that's just kind of it. Of course, I have people that I love, but I think to call someone a friend, I it took me a long time to learn this, but to call someone a friend, that is a very, very, that's a statement that has a lot of weight behind it. Mm-hmm. There's a lot you have to prove before you call someone a friend and vice versa. You know, I don't expect everyone to allow me into their life. Mm-hmm. You know, there's just some things that you have to kind of set in stone to be able to call someone a friend. So huge friend groups, it really depends on the situation. And for me, how I navigate it is I'm real with everyone. I'm going to tell you how I feel. I'm not going to be rude about it, but I'm going to be real. You know what I mean? I'm not going to like put on a smiley face when, you know, you don't give me the best vibes or you're this towards me or you're this towards my best friend like there's just there's certain dynamics but they could be fun I've had fun experiences with them what do you think yeah no no I completely agree I think huge friend groups are fun if you have like you were saying if you have fun people but honestly it terrifies me like I I'm like that (laughs) I'm that person from like the group that'd be like okay like let's say that we were on our way to I don't know an amusement park and it's like 20 of us I freak out because I'm like what if something bad happens what if someone gets hurt and they're I don't know why I have this responsibility over people all the time mm. like I have this mother <laughs> motherly instinct to always work <laughs> like it's because I'm the oldest that I'm just like okay if someone gets hurt or if this happens or like I don't know I always overthink a lot of situations but it terrifies me not because of like what the what ifs but also of like harmony if there if I for example if I feel that someone is left out oh I hate that and how like I I just love harmony so whenever there's not harmony I freak out and it makes me uncomfortable and I'm there to like mend it but by mending it it also means that I have to get you know in people's personal space or just like comfort bubbles and I don't I don't like doing that but I also hate seeing someone feeling left out so for me it's like very stressful if I'm not comfortable with everybody but if I'm comfortable with everybody and it's like a you know a big group of, of people I think it's fun only honestly for me it would be like only during certain occasions like if you're gonna go to an amusement park if you're gonna go traveling that's fun to me but if we're going to host like a party or something, I freak out. I'm, I'm not, a, that's, and that's the thing. I'm not an introvert because I'm very bubbly and I'm very friendly, but I also feel like I can't be real with people, mm-hmm. too many, too many people, not because I'm fake to myself, but I honestly think that not a lot of people deserve to see me for me. Like it's, I'm very private. Like, and that, wow. I was talking to one of my, uh, someone else I had here on, on the podcast. I was telling her, the thing is I'm like, the things that I show online or the things that I show, uh, you know, for my content creation and stuff is 0.01% of who I am. Like, and, mm-hmm. and it goes a lot to say, cause you could say a lot without saying anything. And that's how I view it. How you were saying the weight of friendship is like super important to me as well, because I don't show not, and it's, 
my my parents would laugh at me because <laughs> I would be like, it's luxury to get to know me. Like it's luxury. And I think that you understand that concept of, well, if you come into my life or if I come into your life, all I'm going to do is bring blessings. And sometimes mm. people just don't, sad to say, but some people don't deserve that. Some people don't deserve those that blessing that you give, that love that you give, that honesty that you give, because some people are leeches and they'll just suck the life out of you. And whenever I'm like in a big group of, like in a, in a huge group of friends group of friends there's most likely someone did something to someone else there's not going to be full honesty a lot of people are going to be superficial and I can feel those things and because I'm very intense with you know energies and feeling people's intentions yeah. right off the bat I'm super sensitive to that um I I freak out a little bit because I know that I can't be me. And oh my gosh, how hard is it to not be me? Like to keep my mouth, taking my mouth shut and not say something that I really want to say is so hard for me. But sometimes <laughs> you have to, you have to because people can, you know, twist your words and it can make you look very not, not good. So um, I, it's very stressful to be honest with you, when it's a, it's a large group of friends, I'm, I'm stressed like half the time. Um, but that's why I'm a very heart to heart person, just like you. I only have a very selective few of few of my friends. I can count them with one hand. And one, two of those people are my mom and my sister. And like, <laughs> so I really only have maybe like three, three, three close friends. Um, but leading leaning on to the next question, how do you choose your friends? How you were saying, like, being my friend, you have to prove it. So is there a trust test you do before you can consider someone a friend? So honestly, I used to test people. After that experience and many other following experiences I had when I was around, like, that age in early high school, I used to test people. Like, I did not trust friends easily. Like, at that point, I trusted guys more than I trusted girlfriends. Yeah. I was like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. You know, because I was a super girl's girl, whatever, and that kind of shattered me a little bit. I mean, it took a while to build that back. I used to test a lot. Now, as I've gotten older and several years later, I look at patterns. Mm-hmm. I think that us as people fall short a lot and especially in a relationship. I think it's really hard when everybody's going kind of their own way to be a good friend all the time. Sometimes you're tired from work and you can't get up for that 2 a.m. phone call when your friend needs you, mm-hmm. you know? And I've had that moment where I've been calling my friends and they they haven't been there. And it's not necessarily that they don't want to be there for me. It's that sometimes life just gets in the way and you have no idea what's going on in their life because they're distancing themselves because this and this and this is happening. Like there's so many dynamics. So I look at the patterns. What, who are you? Who are you as a person? How, how are you towards me as a friend? Have I seen you come through in certain ways? Have I seen you come through in other ways? Or are you always flaky? Are you always inconsistent? Are you always not there? What, what's the truth about you? Mm-hmm. So I think I look more at patterns and I don't really test. I feel like that could be a little bit toxic, honestly, depending on if the person has ruined your trust or not. Now, if the person has ruined your trust in the past, I think tests are totally valid. okay. Yeah, valid. But I think testing someone on every little move they make is a little tedious, in my opinion. I know everybody might not agree. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I mean, it is tedious. I do. I'm the same as you. I look at patterns. But honestly, now that I think about it, a lot of my, well, not a lot, but my friends, my, the very close and few friends that I have, I think with all of them, I had to, it's going to sound bad, but (laughs) 
lot of them have been hurt before with friendships. So I've been the one to have to prove myself. I don't know if that makes sense. Not yes. of me as a person, but because they've been hurt in the past with other friends. So, and I will, and, and I will always remember this. My best friend, um, she, she was like the first time that you ever like, I guess proved yourself to me and and it marked your loyalty because we've been friends for so long and it's it's awesome to have a friend like like my like her um because she's been so loyal I think to me the most important thing about friendship a friendship is loyalty how loyal are you to like I'm so intense when it comes to friendships because of that hurt that you've experienced I think in the past but she told me that um what marked her forever was um she invited me to to this event that it was it was like a it was it was like a party celebrating um world war ii i think for something and since we have the uss midway here in san diego they were hosting it here and she's like you should come i'm gonna be there with my family and you should come everybody's gonna be dressing up as like the 1940s blah 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 and i i looked at her and i was like oh my gosh that sounds like a great time I'll be there. And she's like, okay, yeah, sure. And I was like, yeah, I'll be there. And that was like the first time I guess that I was being tested and I showed up and we were in high school. So I asked my parents, I was like, I need to go. I want to go. I just want to check it out and see what it's all about. And I showed up yeah. to her and she needed to leave as soon as I got there. But she like, I will never forget how she looked at me in admiration of like, oh, you did what you said you were going to do. You're here. Wow. I think from that moment on, I think that stamped her loyalty for life because it's been what, eight years now. And we've been like consistent, consistent. We were so little when we became friends, but it was consistent. Um, it was consistent. I remained consistent with my word. She remained consistent with her word. And we respect each other's boundaries because we know each other so well. Well, I love our friendship. We respect our boundaries so well that we don't ask questions that will put us in uncomfortable positions, um, mm. as we know how to commu- how to communicate, but also where we stand on things. Like I know she's a really anxious person, so I ask her before we do something. I'm like, "Do you feel safe?" And she's like, "No." And I'm like, "I know you don't." Okay, let's leave. And she, so then I, <laughs> she does the same thing with me. She invites me to places, but she's like. But I know that you are going to overwhelm yourself. So if you're going to overwhelm yourself, don't even worry about it. We don't have to do this. Right. And it's so nice to have that. But I think that it it sucks in a way that you have to test your friends consistently or just kind of prove yourself. But at the same time, I get it. And I I honestly, I'm going to be completely honest with you. I do a trust test on the people that either want to be my friends or want to be friends with my friends. So I'm very like... I don't want to say doubtful, but I can be very doubtful when other people come into the life of my friends because yeah. um, I I just pick up on things very quickly. So I tell my friends when they introduce me to new friends, I'm like, watch out. They're going to betray you in this way. Don't say I didn't tell you. Tell me why a month goes by. Yeah, they did what you said you did. And I was like, yeah, mm-hmm. I know. I know because I know people and I, like you said, patterns, it's all about patterns and you just pick up, you start picking up on people's um, essence in a way and you pulling them out. So I completely agree with you and it is tedious to keep, you know, doing a trust test on people. Sometimes you have to, like, for example, for me, I, I don't do trust tests anymore unless someone wants to either, um, for example, like, uh, work with me on something or work on a project together on something, then I might do like a trust test to see if I can try. Right. Um, and 
I think that that's pretty normal. But other than that, I wouldn't just because how you were saying people have their own lives. And sometimes sometimes lives get life gets to you. And you can't judge someone because they weren't there for you that one time. So I completely agree. Right. Yeah. And I think we've all been there, too. I mean, life kind of slaps you in the face sometimes and you just can't be there. You have to be there for yourself before you go off the edge. And I think being a good friend is a lot about um, self-sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Um, but you also have to realize that, like, you have to put yourself first sometimes. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's not an excuse for being a bad friend. I'm just saying a one or two time occurrence. And I have forgiven my friends for that and they've forgiven me for that. So I think it kind of goes both ways. Now for trust tests, when it comes to business and stuff like that, girl, I totally agree with you. That is very serious. And that's something that needs to be trust tested. (laughs) Yeah, no, I I definitely do. And I recommend for like, if you guys are to all the listeners, I recommend for you to do this. Um, Tell someone a half lie, half truth. And if that half lie, half truth comes back to you, you know that they can't be trusted. I so mm. cons- like consistently if someone says, oh, did this happen to you? And I'm very specific with what I say so that if I if I only told one person, I know who told them and I know where to catch them and you just pinpoint exactly where it started. And if that's um, and if that's what happens and you know that you can't trust that person. So I, I do that often. Girl, that is genius. I've never thought of that. Yeah, no, it, it's it's because you have to sometimes. It sucks. Mm-hmm. It sucks, yeah. It sucks. and But people can be envious and jealous, which leads me to the next question. How mm-hmm. do you not envy your friends that do better than you? Have you ever envied or been jealous of of? you know, of a friend or have any of your friends been jealous of you? Because obviously you're beautiful, you're talented, you're ambitious. Um, Has that ever happened to you? Well, thank you. I love this question because I think this is something that a lot of women don't talk about. And I know that both of us have kind of talked about this on our TikToks and on our platforms in the past. I personally, when it comes to envy, I don't compare myself to my friends. Mm-hmm. I look at my friends doing something incredible and I'm like, oh my gosh, she can do that incredible thing. I can have the boldness to do this incredible thing in my life that I've been too scared to do or that I have been working on. It hasn't been working for me. Like I don't put myself in that thing where I'm like, oh, like they're doing it. Oh, I wish I could do that. Or I wish like that happened to me. Like why'd that happen to her? Like, I feel like that just puts you in such a, um, kind of disgusting place, honestly. Mm-hmm. And you have to catch yourself. You have to catch yourself. If you ever hear yourself in your own head being like, oh, like, why does she get that? No, you have to stop it right at that, right at that time. I don't really catch myself doing that because for me personally, like I'm the person that's like my friends are down on like a project or whatever. And I'm like, girl, do it. You got to do it. Like, come on. Like, you know, like you could do this. Like, I know you could push through. You could push through, you know. So I'm kind of like their cheerleader in the corner. And when they finally make it to the finish line, I'm like, yes, I told you you can do it. Like, you got this, like, blah, 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 you know, whatever. But I think for people that do struggle with this, like, you have to realize that, like, comparison is literally going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Comparison is going to lead to envy. Comparison is going to lead to bitterness towards your friends. And, you know, who wants to be bitter? Who wants to be, you know, envious? I think it's just a trait that's very unattractive. And no matter how pretty you are on the outside, it just makes you ugly. It gives you that face, that like bitter face. And it's just so obvious. And I don't know. That's just my personal opinion. Have I ever had friends that have been jealous of me? I definitely have. But it was more when I was younger. 
mm-hmm. because I didn't spot it out. Now I can see right away, right away. I just like kind of, I'm like, nope, you're going to be, you're going to feel this type of way with this situation happening in my life. And it's not like a pretentious thing, you know, like I never wanted to be like, oh, I'm this and that. Like, no, like, how are you going to treat me? Because envy can lead to a lot of bad things. Mm-hmm. And jealousy and friendship is very dangerous. And there's a lot of bad things that have happened to beautiful women because they kept a friend around that was envious or jealous of them. Mm-hmm. So. I agree mm-hmm. with you. And it's it's better to spot that jealous person and get rid of them as soon as possible because they will rot anything that they touch. So I completely agree with you on that. And I guess it, it also, in a way shows us as women that we have to be smart with who we share our dreams with and I always say this you have to Mm. be smart with who you share your plans your dreams your next steps that's why I before I do anything I do it and then I talk about it or I do it and I let people figure it out but I'm also in the same level as you and I think that envy and jealousy are so dangerous so so dangerous because they can destroy like you were saying they can literally kill or like rot your heart and rot you as a person and ugly and make you do ugly things and um coming from a neurobiological perspective um that all that envy and all that jealousy there's obviously some neuron chemical reaction happening in your brain that alters your brain that will eventually affect your entire body and give you a disease and envy is a disease like you guys need to be very careful um, if you envy someone or are jealous of someone Um, and you know this leads to a very important question so I really don't like this idea that we've been taught of like if they don't like you then they are jealous of you because that's not true A lot of people Hmm. have this, I don't know if this makes sense. I don't know if you know what I'm trying to ask you. A lot of people say like, oh, well, she doesn't like me or, oh, well, um, our friendship had a fallout. And I don't like that a lot of women, the first thing they say is it's because she's jealous of you. Because that doesn't allow us to be accountable with our actions and our mistakes and maybe the fault that we have. And I feel like we need to stop saying and throwing out that word of jealous or envy out so easily because it's a disease. I don't... I. I see jealousy and envy as a disease. So when someone just so freely out says, oh, it's because she's jealous of you. I find that to be disrespectful to the person, to both parties. Um, Mm. That we need to be very careful. I know I went to a segue here, but that kind of just popped up because a lot of people when receiving hate, they say, or when receiving, you know, accountability, not just hate, but confrontation about something. The first instinct they have to say is, you're just jealous of me. You just want to be. It's like, no, I'm keeping you accountable or no, you're genuinely not a good person and there's no one to tell you. And the only person that do like that do tell you, you're just saying that they're jealous of you. That's not it. That's just not it. Yeah. I don't know if that makes sense. No, that makes total sense. I mean, I'm kind of like going like as we're talking about this topic I have so many waves of memories from growing up and even recently and honestly majority of the friends that I've lost haven't been because of jealousy there's been things that they have done or things that have happened situational that they did and it wasn't jealousy you know so I think that that when women just say like the first thing is like oh she was jealous of you I think that just kind of almost like disregards your own feelings and the actual situation Mm -hmm. because how you because sometimes it's not that someone it's not that someone hates you it's or Mm -hmm. or 
or is jealous of you. I'm sorry, hates is such a big word. It's not that someone is jealous of you. It could just be that they want to be you and because they're not they get upset about it or um, I'm not too sure how, how to explain this but it's weird and I completely agree with you on that that you're disregarding the other person's feelings when they try talking to you about something and you're just like oh well they're just jealous of you it's like no it, it probably is something more important but I think that us as women in our friendships we need to stop saying if we fell out of I guess love or our friendship fell out because of jealousy it's not because of jealousy all the time and I think that we need to stop throwing out that word so easily um just because it's lethal mm-hmm. I think jealousy and envy are just so lethal yeah and I think jealousy and envy like a lot of people use those words interchangeably and they can be used interchangeably but jealousy is kind of like a miniature version of envy jealousy is wishing you had what someone else had envy is wishing you had what they had and think that they don't deserve what they have and they shouldn't have what they have whoa so i think yeah and i've learned that recently and i think you know going a little bit deeper into that i know we have other topics but just as like my mind's on this i think jealousy turns into envy and then envy leads you down a very 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 dark path so when i see that little root of jealousy you're out because that jealousy can turn into envy like you said they want to be you that's envy yeah so you know so it's dangerous i have a horror story in regards to- <laughs> uh, it's gonna be so bad um but um i had this person in my life now this person's gone but um to say the least this person was just but here's the thing it's so weird and it's creepy because there's people that are creepy out there and we need to be really well aware but um let's just say this um someone recently in my life had to copy everything I did but we didn't really speak so and I didn't start noticing it until it was very evident and very apparent um, if I, and it's a, a cl- I don't want to say it's a, it wasn't even my friendship to have, but mm-hmm. one close to me where if I did something, they needed to do something. And if I went somewhere, they needed to do the same thing a couple days after. And to the point where I got married, this person needed to get married. And I started doing certain things this person needed to. And it was, it was just, <sighs> so creepy and it's like how do you get rid of these people that are consistently copying everything you do now this person has the same nail lady as me this person mm. thing as me does this everything and it's creepy but at the same time it's like how do you get rid of these like toxic people in your life when you're not doing anything in the first place uh and it you know and in my attempts to stop this behavior it just makes me look like the bad guy and Hmm. it's like at some point I decided that I just needed to let time do its thing and you know share who this person was and who this person is but at the same time it's like it's frustrating as a good person I feel like you lose sometimes because it's very frustrating to know that your identity is being taken I guess um too far I guess that person took it too far for me um yeah but at the same time it's like you just have to like not get involved with it because as soon as you get involved with it nothing changes the person's still gonna copy you and be creepy as heck and um it's just best to stay in your own lane but at the same time it's like how do you be how do you 
how are you careful with people that are jealous and then that jealousy turns into envy and then that envy turns into like copying everything you do and then them sabotaging what you you know what I mean it's yeah it's it's kind of creepy and those are just like minor details this person weird and went long lengths to do everything that I was doing I got a certification in something this person literally a couple weeks after announced I had the same certification like it's 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 ugly it's ugly but very ugly it's good to be aware of of what's happening around you uh but at the same time it's like how do you how do you push these people away like how do they go (laughs) (laughs) boundaries girl like yeah boundaries right so let's go ahead and talk about them like how do you how you do one thing is how you do everything so how do you manage Mm. boundaries with your friends do you have any boundaries when it comes to friendships yeah like I said I'm really selective with who I um have around me so the same boundaries I'm having with a friend um or with a family member isn't going to be the same boundaries I have with a close acquaintance that I have so the boundaries are going to look different but they are going to be there I think as people we need boundaries to stay sane you know and to stay safe overall, because you can lose friends in the long run, which that's a whole different story. But, you know, um, I think boundaries are very important. I think you have to set certain boundaries for certain friendships. Mm -hmm. Because different friendships require different things. You've been through different things with other friendships. And there's some things I tell some friends that I can't necessarily tell other friends in the sense of how close we are. Now, the girls that are in my one hand that I can count on one hand, I'm not telling all of them the same thing, you know, because those are the girls I can trust. But people that are, I consider friends, but are a little bit further from me in closeness, mm-hmm. there's some things I won't tell them because there's just certain things that not everybody needs to know. I think, like you said, it's a privilege to get to know me. Mm-hmm. And there's certain things that I would like to keep private. And it's not about you. It's not that you're jealous or you're this or you're that. It's just, it's just a boundary. Mm-hmm. And to preserve your essence as well, because I think that once you share too much, I, it's like, you this is why I'm so I guess zealous of me as a person because Mm -hmm. in a way when you open up to someone and you show them I guess your 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 treasure which is your heart in a way you're also giving out your treasure so yourself and it can be if you don't give it out to the right people it can be very draining and this is why I'm very selective with my friends because you you have to be you have to be in order to preserve who you are you have to preserve you and a way of doing that is by setting these boundaries of not sharing or oversharing as much information as you would with you know how you were saying your your close group of friends like the ones that you can hand with one palm of your hand those friends you know do deserve you because they've either you know been really good friends to you they've been honest with you they've been loyal to you and they get that because they understand value and cherish your treasure which is you so I completely agree with you when it comes when it comes to that. And what uh, are some tips you would like to give to our listeners on how they can implement boundaries themselves? Mm-hmm. I love how you said that your treasure is your heart. I actually wrote that down because that's such a beautiful um, that's such a beautiful statement, and it's so true. And even the Bible tells us to guard our hearts, which I can go into a whole thing, but I'm not going to start preaching on your podcast, <laughs> Kayla. Right. <laughs> right? Yeah, but I I love that you said that, though. Um, I I love that. But some tips for our listeners on how they can implement boundaries. I think, first off, find what's important to you. So, of course, guarding your heart is incredibly important. But there's other things in your life. Like, how open do you want to be maybe with your relationships? Like, if you're, like, having, like, a rough dating patch, like, how open do you want to be with that? Maybe you don't have to share 
every little thing about that. And of course, it's important to be open and real. And that's just an example. But you have to kind of determine like, okay, how much is too much? Because I think personally, I think oversharing can be a plague. Oversharing, no one wants to hear a bunch of baggage that you don't necessarily need to be sharing with everyone. Like some things you can keep to yourself. You know, I'm I'm very pro keeping some things to yourself. Um, so I think you need to determine what's important, what should be said, what really doesn't need to be said, and what you value. I think you have to determine that first. And then from there, you can go. Mm-hmm. I completely agree yeah. with you on that. It's um, And I talked about this multiple times. Well, not multiple times, but several times about mm-hmm. um, the difference between honesty and oversharing. There's a big difference between being honest and just oversharing and being a chatterbox and dumping your baggage on someone and telling them everything about you. And that makes you sound crazy. That makes yeah. you sound and look kind of crazy when you're oversharing because it looks like you just need consistent validation from someone to save you. And that's why I say how you do one thing is how you do everything. So if you're oversharing with your friends, you can absolutely guarantee that you're going to be sharing with potential romantic relationships. And that's how we kind of lose interest with the guys that we either want to date or even with friends that are just like, okay, this person's way too much for me. Um, And I've had to learn that through the years as well, because I used to be an oversharer. Oh man, I loved oversharing with every, like everything about everyone, (laughs) oversharing everything about myself just because, um, I don't know. That was, I guess it was an, the anxious side of me. If I didn't know what to talk about, I would just overshare stuff. But now through the years, I've learned like one, that's kind of weird. And that makes you look a little bit crazy. But two, not everybody deserves to know. And that's when I started treasuring myself and who I was. Uh, but yeah, you absolutely need to know what you value, the difference between honesty and oversharing, and where you stand when it comes to, I guess, certain topics what you feel comfortable talking about what you don't feel comfortable talking about what you feel comfortable doing what you don't feel comfortable doing and once you have these boundaries i think that you can select your friends a little bit better and you know feel comfortable yourself yeah i actually saw your tiktok about um the difference between being honest and being an overshare mm-hmm. because similar to you i feel like us like us girls that do these type of like have these type of careers where we're like talking for a living or we've been the advice friend the whole time or we just have this like gift that god has given us to speak mm-hmm. it's so hard to shut up sometimes so hard it's so hard girl, girl like if i'm being <laughs> frank like i love to talk okay and i had to train myself <laughs> You know, over the years, I had to be like, okay, like, as I grew up, I'm like, okay, Ali, this is a little bit too much. You're scaring people. Like, I know you're very passionate about living life. And you're just like a little golden retriever. Like, you love to live and talk, but we need to chill. I completely agree with you on that. Yeah, but I love how you said there's a difference, you know? There is. A- Oversharing is not the same as honesty. It's not. I love that. Yeah. yeah. So, or people need to understand. That's why I tell them. That's why I say, don't talk about your pa- even with friendships, don't talk about your past friendships. Don't talk back about it. Someone else, like, don't. Mm-hmm. That's oversharing. That's not being honest. And a lot of people say you need to talk about your past relationships in order for the person to fix the problem. Fix what? What are you gonna fix? <laughs> the plate's already broken. Like that's why it's in the past. Like you don't need to bring your past up to the to your present, and then it could affect your future. That's why so many people are stuck in the past. They can't let go of that because they consistently talk about it. And it's like, no, yeah. you need to stop stop 
stop putting that out there of who you once were. It's in the past for a reason. You're in the present. Like, enjoy it. Create a new version of yourself. And this is why I say how you do one thing is how you do everything. I'm, oh, no. I I get upset when I think about it because I see so many people doing this. And I'm just, you need to stop. This is self-inflicting. This is you doing this to you. Stop it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I agree with you. I overshare it. And I love to, I love talking. Whenever I feel like that, I call my mom. Because I know my mom is cannot, she she can judge me, but she still loves me. So she, she's not getting rid of me anytime soon. So I call my mom and I overshare everything with her. Obviously not marriage stuff because then that's like a different topic. But I do right. my most secret, deepest and darkest secrets because she can't judge me. She can't get rid of me. Of course. <laughs> me too. Call your mom, everybody. She won't be there forever. Call her. <laughs> Which- <laughs> topic discernment let's talk about choosing the correct people to hang with how do you navigate mm. through the world for for choosing friends so in discernment I love this because I say that with everything but genuinely me and Carla are just on the same wavelength so I <laughs> most likely love everything we're talking about um, but as far as discernment goes in choosing friends I use my discernment for everything choosing friends is one of those important things but you have to trust your discernment for everything. So personally, I pray. If you don't pray, that's fine too. You can always try it. But that's what works for me. I feel like praying gives me a lot of clarity on a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how I personally navigate. And I feel like as I've gotten closer to the Lord and the Holy Spirit's been guiding me through my life, I think my discernment has just become stronger. I've learned to trust that mm-hmm. and not call it crazy. I feel like as women, a lot of times we're like just raised and grown to call ourselves crazy when we have this intuitive thought or, you know, opinion or whatever, you know, it's like, no, you're crazy. Like, why are you judging that girl? You just met her. No, my, something in my spirit is telling me that that is not a good person to be around, that this is not a trustworthy person. So I think trusting your discernment and praying is just a recipe for having that like practice on being a discernful person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I yeah. agree. And um leading on with that I think that th- I saw this TikTok that said um um <sighs> Christians call it prayer um people who believe in manifestation call it manifestation or, or attraction law of attraction mm-hmm. um and then someone else said science calls it evidence but we're all talking about the same thing like wow we are, are talking about the same thing. So discernment comes in all shapes, ways, and forms, but it's the same thing. You have to listen to your intuition, um, whether that is through prayer, whether that is through journaling, um, you know, and truly trusting yourself. So when it comes to discernment, I completely agree with you. You need to truly trust yourself so that you can also build your self-esteem because once you trust yeah. yourself, you'll have that that lack of confidence will go away on its own because you're building your self-esteem and right. I, and I talk about I talked about this recently on how to build your self-esteem become a woman of your word when you become a woman of your word you are being accountable you are taking um responsibility for your actions but in a way also showing that you can trust yourself and by trusting yourself you can also build discernment you will put yourself life will put you in situations where you will have to trust yourself in that instant moment and it's practicing how to choose from 
right and wrong or the gray. Sometimes you have to be in that gray area to give you a little bit of more clarity. And I completely agree with you on that. And I think that discernment has led me to making very wise decisions at a very young age. And this is why I don't really like it when people put an age to wisdom. I think that wisdom mm. also comes in all shapes and sizes. I think that wisdom does not come from experience. I think wisdom comes from listening to your mentors. Uh, because a lot of people confuse intelligence and wisdom. Wisdom comes from not making that mistake yourself. Intelligence comes from making that mistake yourself and learning from it. There's a big distinction mm. here. And a lot of people seem to conf- kind of, can. how do I say, intertwine the two. But that's why I think that going back to scripture, I, all of my wisdom I did not get because I experienced a lot of these things. A lot of it is because, you know, it's scripture my parents and my mentors and those kind of surrounding me I took their advice and they told me don't do this because you will eventually go through this and if you don't want to go through this and listen to what I'm telling you and I'm not that type of person to be like no let me experience it myself I'm the exception no Mm-mm, I'm not the exception I believe what you are telling me <laughs> so I'm going to do that and it's in a way you pr- you're protecting yourself and it also goes hand in hand with discernment you also can't be taking all the advice from everybody. So this is why I would say choose your friends carefully and wisely because, okay, for example, I'll give you a clear example. I'm not going to tell my friends that are not married my problems with my husband because the first instinct they're going to tell me is divorce, separate. And it's like, no, when you're in a relationship, it's hard. But only people that are in a relationship will understand. So it's like this so a lot of women are like leave him just leave him no that's not being wise that is going with your emotion you need to learn how to discern your friends and which advice you should be getting and which advice you should not be getting so i i think discernment is like such an important part of a woman's life because it'll either lead us to life or death literally Mm. we have to choose um so i completely Mm. trust yourself ladies and if you don't trust yourself start building trust within yourself a good way to start doing this is start people watching just watch people look at people you will see patterns from people and um be a woman of your word truly work on being a woman of your word so that you can find credibility and so that other people can find you credible and they can trust you and once you gain your own trust other people will also trust you and look at the way that you look at yourself so I think it's a very, it's a very important topic. And yeah. so how can someone use discernment to their benefit? Are there any tips you could give someone who is on their journey of being in tune with their discernment? Yeah. So kind of what you said, honestly, I think wisdom comes a lot um, from who you're learning from. Mm-hmm. Like personally, I love talking to older ladies. I could talk to older ladies for hours Mm -hmm. like I want them to tell me all their stories all their experiences I want to learn I'm like a sponge I don't even speak when I speak to them because I'm just like I just want to learn everything because I know you I have so much to learn from you and you have so much life experience on your back and you're just you know so I think it's really important like you said who you take advice from and a wise man learns from his own mistakes and a wiser man learns from the mistakes of others Mm -hmm. so who you look to is very important as well um, how can someone use discernment for their benefit? I mean, discernment can help you in every single area of your life. There's so many things that I have escaped because I've used discernment. And not all the time is it the easiest decision 
majority of the times your discernment isn't obvious. It's not like, oh, this is the obvious choice. Mm. It's just kind of something you have to trust. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's something you have to trust. And how to be more in tune with it, trusting it. Mm. Like you were saying, like you have to kind of test yourself almost and just be like, okay, like I can do this. I can trust myself in this and build that confidence as you go. Be a woman of your word, you know, be accountable. And as you continue to do those things, your self-esteem in general is going to um, kind of improve, I guess you can say. And your discernment is going to be trustworthy, which it already is. But, you know, you're going to learn how to trust it better. Mm -hmm. And how to make, uh, I guess, good decisions from uh, within seconds. For example, um, I'll use my husband when I found my husband. I obviously in the beginning, I was, I don't want to say terrified, but you can you never I know that a lot of people say you know when you know but when it comes to finding your person you really don't this is when you need to use your discernment and trust yourself enough to make the right decision and you know maybe put the person in a checks and balances and see their pros and cons but at the end of the day discernment benefits you how you were saying and 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 everything but especially when it comes to making lifelong decisions like finding your spouse and getting married um I think that this is when you need to be the most in tune with your discernment to see if this person is meant for you and is right for you. And I think that whenever I first decided, like I, when we first both decided, I think we came to the conclusion that we solved problems very well together. And we looked at it with a very cold, I know it sounds hmm, taking out the magic in, in love, but (laughs) you realize that marriage is a beautiful thing, but it's also, it's also stressful. It's also work. And you have to look at it as a business sometimes because you need to find a way how you solve problems. How are you going to raise your kids? How are you going to manage your finances? How are you going to prioritize specific things around the house? So it, it goes it goes hand in hand with discernment because choosing the person takes a lot of trusting in yourself and discernment yeah. in order to choose the correct person. And um, it how do I say this? I'm stuttering because I'm not too sure how to word this. Discernment in a way is your, how do I say this? Your future, your, your future lens, I guess, because with discernment, you can kind of tell how that person is either going to benefit you in your life, how that person might betray you, or how that person is not giving you the correct vibes and where that decision can lead you to another decision. So I think discernment in a way is a way of protecting yourself, but also finding the different problems and solutions to life and situations in general. Um, But I really agree with you on that. I so say trust yourself, be a woman of your word. And with discernment hand in hand, you will start making smarter decisions and that will lead you to um i guess they'll they'll lead you to success and speaking since we're on the topic of discernment um has i guess my question would be what was your journey through really being in tune with it i know you talk about scripture and and prayer but when did you i guess realize that you leveled up in discernment yeah and like I said, I think this is something a lot of women especially struggle with because we're always told we're crazy for it. For me personally, I just had to be proved wrong a ton of times, mm-hmm. honestly. I had to just be like, no, I'm crazy. This isn't like a thought from the Holy Spirit. Like I'm, I'm crazy. Mm-hmm. And I was always wrong. I always wasn't crazy. As crazy as it sounds sometimes, Carla, I know 
you're like in scripture too and we have the same beliefs and i know you've had those moments where you're like this is absolutely insane or at least you think it's insane until it happens and you're like oh my gosh like, that was that was actually right mm -hmm. i just had to no matter what i heard and i don't want you guys to think i'm like crazy you know i don't need a psych evaluation i promise <laughs> i'm not hearing audible voices it's just like a little um feeling that you have almost yes can i call it hearing yeah we're not hearing you know like a man with a deep voice like saying stuff to us no we're not we're not schizo i promise um <laughs> it's just like a little kind of like a still voice but also like a feeling like something internally um so i just had to be proven wrong honestly so i just like as i was proven wrong i'm like okay well i'm gonna have to trust this little still voice because it's literally never wrong you know so like I mean, yeah would be like cheating right i know this is a sensitive topic but cheating a woman yeah. she knows she doesn't need proof she knows always because it, it's not that you're crazy and it's not that you're making up stories it's because it tells you and i guess the way that you can describe it i love star wars i'm a total nerd and a geek behind a closed door <laughs> yeah, but with star wars um whenever leia's um what's the name Whenever Leia's baby daddy, I forgot his name, Solo, there you go. Whenever <laughs> Solo lost, not lost, but died, Leia felt it. She's like, I lost someone. She felt it right away. And she felt whenever her son was battling with himself. And it's the same thing here. Like, you can sense things, not because you are crazy, but that's your discernment telling you, be careful. Yeah, you're making the right choice and a discernment also confirms things for you of like you made the right choice it stamps things for you of mm -hmm. wrong or you're right and usually yeah it shows it very clear uh like extremely clear and it's it's pretty it's pretty scary honestly because when you think that you're crazy that's when people show you that you're not crazy that what you've been saying right is correct and is true um but it yeah I know what you're talking about we're not we're not schizophrenic okay you guys like we just <laughs> get in the same wavelength as us and you'll see that we're not crazy I'm sure there's a lot of, right I'm sure there's a lot of other women that are listening that are like I know what you're talking about I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about so yes it's it's discernment you guys and the power of discernment is real um so for closing I want to go ahead and give you the, the give you the mic <laughs> give you the mic of any <laughs> advice advice to your listeners about friendship, self-discovery, and discernment. Yeah, so overall, see who you're seeking counsel from. And I know we've talked about this a little bit earlier, but I've just been really thinking about that. And really who you look up to and who you hear mm -hmm. is ultimately, if you are like a hearer and you're not the type of person that's like, no, I need to see for myself. Like if you're an actual hearer and you're an actual listener, who you seek for counsel is really gonna determine a lot of things that you do. Trust your discernment, be careful in who you seek counsel with, and pray. That's what I would say in general. Pray for discernment, pray for everything, pray for self-discovery, and just build that confidence little by little, and you'll be on a path to great friendships, great relationships, and just a better life because you're mm -hmm. able to trust other people and yourself. Mm -hmm. I yeah. agree, and I'm with you on that. And um, to add on to what Ali was saying you need to learn how to be i'm just gonna continue saying it be a woman of your do what you say don't tell people i'm gonna do this no share your successes once they're completed always if there's anything you're gonna take away from this 
share your successes after you've completed them. Even, you know, even if you're working on it and people keep asking, like, what are you doing? Don't share. Don't overshare. Don't be an overshare. And like Ali was saying, look and watch who you are absorbing information from because that will determine your success. One thing that I always ask people or whenever um, I go into someone's house, I look at their library. I look at what they're thinking and what they're feeding their minds to what they're feeding their minds and see if I can resonate with any with anything. And they're um, that's what you need to start doing as well. Start seeing what you are listening to, what you are, what advice you're taking from other people and trust, learn how to trust yourself so you can build that self-esteem. Um, but also pray. Sometimes it's out of our control. Most of the time it's out of our control. We only have a little bit of control here in this life. But the little bit that we have control over, we need to take a full accountability and responsibility of. So I hope this video, not this video, I hope, I hope this podcast helped you guys. Um, and again, thank you so much, Ali, for being a part of this, being a part of becoming her. <laughs> <laughs> thank you for having me. I so enjoy, I always enjoy our conversations, Carla, and I always enjoy being a part of the community and um, just being a guest. I love it. Thank you so much, Ali. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And to my listeners, expect this video to be, not this video, why do I keep saying this video? This podcast to be, I guess, up, I'm going to upload it, not this Sunday, but Easter Sunday, I think. Yep. But Easter Sunday. So this is a great way to start off that Holy Week because a lot of great tips here. So I'll be talking to you guys 